Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome back once again. And we are on to a very important topic. When we talk about our spirit needs to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit so that we can enter into the glory of God. And we realize our spirit can be defiled by bitterness, bitter root growing inside us, and it begins to grow and control our life and also bring about trouble and, and defile a lot of other people. And that's why we say this kind of defilement of our spirit is the worst kind because other defilement is very confined. But this one can really spread and can, can even destroy the whole church. And that's why we need to be uh, aware of the schemes of the devil. Because when this thing happened, that's because Satan has come in to, uh, uh, to, to cause about maximum uh, damage. And uh, we need to know the schemes of the devil. Otherwise, we think that we are fighting against flesh and blood. We are thinking, you know, these two persons maybe can't see eye to eye with each other and so on. But behind it, because when we're in the church, when we're in the body, Christ has put us in the body. Behind all these kind of conflicts, Satan is there. But we, we needn't let it happen this way. That's why the Bible says when you're angry, you know, settle the problem and do not give the devil a foothold. We, we, we needn't. We can stop him. But many times, we do not see him and we do not know his ways. And that's why we thought, oh, it's just this person against that person. And we realize that, that uh, Satan loves to use people and he loves to use Christian against Christian. That's his most powerful weapon or, or schemes. Because he knows that a kingdom divided cannot stand. And that's, that's what he's doing. Using Christians. And we need to be aware because a lot of people thought that, oh, we're Christian, we're okay, you know, Satan cannot touch us. Right? Satan used Christian if you allow him. And later on, we're going to talk a little bit more. And then we know that this kind of warfare, we thought is a small problem, but it's fighting for territory, fighting for control, fighting the kingdom of God against the kingdom of darkness. And that's why we're not dealing with little demons, you know, little peoples, no. We're dealing with big high-ranking demons who controls over a certain area, who wants to control over a certain area. And that's what they are fighting for. And that's why this thing will spread, will spread uh, if Satan has his way. And so last week we end by saying we got to put on the whole armor of God. We know the schemes of the, the evil one. So we got to put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand against the devil's schemes. That's what the Bible says in Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the full armor, full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So the nature of this warfare isn't raw power you know, conflicting, fighting against one another, we said, we mentioned, is a wrestling match. It's close contact. It's a struggle until one side submit 
So it's not fight by us praying, binding, losing. No. But we got to deal with it face to face, confront it, deal with it. Okay, so in the process, we will get hurt. You've got to be ready for that. But we need to fight. Without fighting, there is no victory. Okay, so, so uh, this evening, we want to talk about putting on the whole armor of God so that we can fight against that defiled spirit, stand against the schemes of the devil. But before we talk about the armor, Sun Tzu, in one of his sayings, we know this general in China, he said, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. Know your enemy, know yourself. So it's very important we, we need to know our enemy and know ourselves if we want to win the warfare. And then it says, if you know yourself, but not the enemy. For every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. So, a lot of Christians, we do not know the enemy. We do not know his schemes. And that's why we face defeat. Even though we know, oh, we're in Christ, we're in Christ. But you need to know the enemy, or else you will suffer defeat and then he said if you neither if, if you know neither the enemy nor yourself you will succumb in every battle some Christians they don't really know who they are and they definitely do not know the enemy and that's why well they just believer and nothing else okay so so, this, so that's why we want to start with knowing our enemies. We have already talked about his, some of his schemes, but we want to go further. The characteristic of our enemies. In John 8, verse 44, Jesus said, You belong to your father the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. This is Jesus talking to the Jew, Jews who receive the commandments, who believe in Jehovah God, who think that they are Abraham's children, that God is their father. But Jesus said to them, You belong to your father the devil. And that's why we need to have an understanding. Because a lot of Christians thought, oh, we're Christian. They never know how the devil is working. And they thought they are, you know, devil would not, would not be able to, to use them or, 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 or do anything to them because they are Christian. But Jesus tells these Jews, you belong to your father, the devil. And uh, so he says, about our enemies, the devil. He is a murderer from the beginning. That's the first thing. The devil is a murderer. And from the beginning until now. So, there is the first murder 
in the Old Testament. And, and this story illustrates to us exactly what I've been talking about. You know, sometimes it's not relational conflicts. That's the issue. Sometimes it's we wanted something and we did not get it. Somehow someone seems to be standing in the way. And so we're angry against a person. We think that the person is hindering us. So now we want to murder. We want to kill that person or move the person away so that we can get our ways. If the person is the pastor of the church, we will attack his ministry. We will attack him. That's murder. Whether we're successful or not, but we're murdering. So, Okay, let's go to this story here in Genesis 4, verse 6 and 7. The story of Cain and Abel you know so well. They both present a sacrifice to God. Cain's offering was not accepted, but Abel's offering was accepted. And as a result, Cain see that Abel is a person who stands in the way of him being accepted by God. And he was angry with Abel. And he wanted to kill Abel, you know, because of the bitter anger that is inside him. And God came to Cain. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Can you see the power of bitterness inside a person? And, and Cain was angry. He was bitter against Abel. And God told Cain, Abel is not the problem. You should look at yourself. Search your own heart. If you do what is right, will your offering not be accepted? So it has nothing to do with Abel. It's about you and it's about what you have done. So a lot of times you, you, you talk to the person who is doing something that is not totally right. You know, present an offering is right. But to present it in a way, not giving what is, what is the best to God, what God wants, that's, that's, that's wrong. And that's why Cain's offering was rejected. Nothing to do with Abel. But he see that Abel as the one who stands in the way. And anger, bitterness start to come in. And if he doesn't deal with it, Satan is going to come in. Remember, he's the murderer from the beginning. We didn't see Satan here, but Jesus is referring to this. The devil is there to murder, to kill, because of bitterness. And uh, so you see, many times we do not search our own hearts. We don't look at ourselves. We just, we just look at the other person who, who tells us our fault, who seems to be standing in a way against what we are doing. Especially in church, in ministry. Sometimes people do things, yes, to minister is good. But then their hearts may not be right. Something may not be right. So you correct them, they get angry. 
against you. So, God says, search your heart. Cain, look into your heart. And then, God warns him, you know, sin is crouching at your door. If you do not deal with it correctly, if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. Demons want to come in now. Satan wants to come in to control your life now. If you do not deal with it. And we got to know this truth as well. Sometimes we allow things to, to be there. And it may be a small thing, it's not as, as violent as this, but you, it's a small thing, remember? You give the devil a foothold, he will gain territory and begin to increase his influence and eventually bring about the same result, same desire. Okay, so, so we, we got to deal with it and deal with ourselves. And you know something? When you're in that kind of condition, unless you really humble yourself, like Cain, God spoke to him. Did he listen? He can't. He didn't listen. A lot of people in this sort of situation in church, they don't listen to the word. They can't hear what God is saying. They don't want to hear what God is saying. God spoke to Cain. Cain did not listen. So that's a warning. That's a warning to us. Some of us, we, there's a lot of lies and deception come in. Oh, we also talk about the Word of God. We talk about the ministry as if we love God so much, as we, you know, we, we are so good. But when something is wrong on the inside, let's not talk. Something is wrong on the inside, it will be wrong. Okay, so, so when Cain killed his brother, God came to him and said, Hey, where is your brother? He said, Am I my brother's keeper? He doesn't care. All he has is self. It's about himself. He said, what? What's that to do with me? It's none of my business. You see, can we see? When people who are used by Satan, that's also the same attitude. They don't care what damage they've done. They don't care about you know, the murder, the destruction that they bring. They care about is themselves. They got to win. They got to prove that they are right. They got to prove that they are holy, are more righteous, more spiritual, no better. So, that moves us to the second point. First, he's a murderer from the beginning, and the word of God says, there's no truth in him. He's a liar, father of lies from the beginning. So the devil has no truth in him. And when he comes, his weapon, his greatest weapon is distortion. They will twist the truth, mislead or, or, or deceive. They are being deceived by, by the demon spirit that is speaking to them. So that's why when you deal with these people, you, I was so amazed. How come everything that I have said is being somehow twisted somewhere so that it becomes another thing. I begin to realize demons are working. Satan is working. That's why the person, they could be intelligent, but somehow they just don't get it during those times. You know demons are working. 
you know. So it creates a bigger problem. Because the problem is like this, but then when you deal with it, somehow what you say is being twisted here and there. Wow. Definitely the devil is working. Okay, so there's always an element of truth, but it's being twisted. It's being uh, uh, changed to be a different thing. So Second Corinthians 10 verse 5, he said, we demolish arguments. And that's why they have a reasoning, a lot of arguments, you know, the, the scheming, twist and turn, a lot of arguments. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Wow, they, they, they pretend. They exalt themselves. You know, somehow make them look like very righteous, very spiritual, very knowledgeable about the ministry, very, you know, they, oh, somehow, the sort of pretension, the deception, the image, the project, the image, as if, wow, they know so much. Sometimes dealing with these people, you know, often I, I, I just wonder inside, God, have you chosen the wrong person to serve the church? I think they, you know, I think you should choose them. Because they know everything. Somehow what I do is, is wrong here and there and everywhere. You know, God. You see, you know demons are working. They set themselves up against the knowledge of God with their pretension. And we take captive every thought to make it obedience to Christ. So their mind are twisted, their mind are, are in bondage, in control. And so they cannot come to the knowledge of the truth. They, are, they bow down to the, the enemies. They're in bondage to the devil. And then Jesus said, he's the father of lies. So you know, when you are under the control of the spirit, of demonic spirit, you know there will be a lot of lies and deception working. And, and when they tell those, those, those lies, you know, that's why, you know, they twist and turn their statement. You've got to, well, anyway, they are genius in the way they talk. You only, you need a twisted mind to understand what they say. And that's why, you know, you, you, you disagree with what they say because you know this is, this, is, this is nonsense. Okay, but the thing is they twist it and turn it. And then they say, you didn't hear what I say. So, so, a lot of lies and deception, accusation going on. The Bible says that the devil is an accuser of the brethren. So that's why there's a lot of accusation. So this is the enemies that we are fighting. These, these are the schemes that the enemy is using. And so with that in mind, the Bible says, uh, uh, just now we read, verse 6, Ephesians 6, uh, no, 6.13. With this in mind, the enemies, the schemes uh, that he, he does. Who are we facing? Six, uh, Ephesians 6, 13. Therefore, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when a day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. So it's very important that we must Put on the full armor because you're, the, the person, the, the enemies that you're dealing with, demons you're dealing with, 
they are scheming. They are, this, is, this is their work. And you have to put on the full armor. And so, what, what is the armor? Ephesians 6.14 Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with a breastplate of righteousness in place. We'll stop here. This is the first piece of armor that we need to put on that is given by God. Okay? The, the armor is given to us by God and we have to put it on. The belt of truth buckle around your waist. We just learned that there's no truth in the enemies. He's a father of lies. And that's why he hates truth. He hates truth. Because truth will expose his lies and his deception. And that's why he keep on wanting to twist the truth. Twist what you say. Okay, and, and you see, when, when the person is used by the enemy, he doesn't come to seek for truth. He comes, or he or she comes, to fight, to win. To prove that he's right, to prove that he's better, to prove that, you know, the other person is at fault. That's, that's what they're after. But for those of us, when we go through problems, we go to conflicts, we, 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 as mentioned, we don't need to allow Satan to have a foothold. We just need to deal with a problem with the right spirit and, and it will be resolved. And God's name will be glorified. The church will be in unity. But the person used by demons in their scheming is not there for for unity. Okay? It's there to win. And, and, and that's why they can twist and turn. But we are there with the belt of truth. We are seeking for truth. What is the real truth? You know, you, you say this, you say that. You know, we, we want to know the truth. Okay? Uh, instead of those deception inside. So Satan's, uh, uh, we mentioned just now, Satan's greatest weapon is to distort the truth, right? To use it against us. They manipulate, they lie, and, and full of deception. And Ephesians 4.25 said, Therefore each of you must put a falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. So you see, because when we are in Christ, we are functioning in the spirit of Jesus, we remember that we are members of one body. This is the utmost thing that we have. And we will preserve this one body, this unity uh, in the body. That's what we want to do. But demons will want to destroy and divide the body. Okay? And that's why they are there to, to win. So, we, because we seek the truth, so we speak truthfully to one another. We put off every pretense and every falsehood that is, that is there. Okay, so we are real. We really want to get to the truth, the bottom of the matter, and, and solve it uh, 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 peacefully. Okay, so we understand truth is not easy to swallow. It may hurt you, but it will set you free. Truth is not easy to tell. 
because you know a lot of opposition against the truth, and uh, they can twist it round and turn it against you. That's what uh, we experience, and that's why it's not easy uh, for us to to tell the truth. So that's the first piece of armor we got to put in. That holds everything together. Without truth, there's nothing to stand on. There's nothing to talk about. You know, when people are just wanting to win and argue and 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 there's there's no way you can deal with it because there's no truth. But when we seek for truth, there is a way. There is hope because we want the truth. And then the second piece of armor in that verse is the breastplate of righteousness in place. The breastplate of righteousness. That protects our heart. You know, when our heart is not pure, everything flows, life and death. You know, it, it flows from the heart. So that's why we got to protect the heart. Our heart's got to be pure, not mixed motive. Right. So, what is righteous righteousness in our heart? Is wanting what God wants, God's will, and that's why when people's heart are uh, defiled, you know, when they talk, I think, you know, I wanted this is is self, is self, and they may be talking about spiritual thing, but but it's self at the bottom. It's not so much of what God wants, but it's what they want. So a defiled heart, a polluted spirit, is very difficult to deal with. Okay, but we need to keep our heart pure. And then, let's go back to the verse again. The next piece of armor in verse fifteen, and with your feet, feed with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Let me read that again. With the with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So we go into this uh, situation to resolve the problem with the gospel of peace. We are there to seek for solutions of peace to maintain, you know, so that unity is prevailed. That's our goal: restoration. But the person used by demon spirit, remember, they go into fight, they go into win, at all costs. That's their goal. Our goal is we are fitted with the readiness of、uh, that comes from the gospel of peace. You see the totally different motive, different mission when they go into that. That confrontation or negotiation or, or, or talk when there is a conflict. So I hope you can see what is the meaning of this gospel of peace, as far as the schemes of the evil one is concerned. And then to the next piece of armor, verse sixteen. In addition to all this. Take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. 
So we mentioned that the devil is the accuser. He will shoot, attack, slander, accusation against us. And intention is to kill. When you shoot an arrow, intention is to kill. With the fire, the intention is to destroy. So, so Satan will, will come against us in, in that way. But we need to take up the shoe of faith. We've got to know who we are. We've got to know what God has called us to do. You know, the enemies want to undermine me. They want to destroy. Want, you know, want me to quit. What God has given for me to do? The mission that God has given to me. No, they, 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 they're out there to destroy that. But I've got to have the shield of faith to know who I am, to stand firm against what they do. And they hate it. When you stand firm, they hate it. When you intim- they intimidate you, you stand firm, they hate that. You know, somehow they will find other things to argue and accuse you and so on. You know, it's quite funny sometimes how people are, can, can go down so low, Christian. Why? Because demons are working. Demons are working. Okay, so some people, because of what people said, the accusation or this, the, the, the certain things people say, oh, they, they quit, they stop serving, they leave the church. These people have not taken up the shield of faith. And that's why they fall into the schemes of the devil. Not men. Not what people have said. They fall into the schemes of the devil. This is what the devil wants. To divide. To take you out. Oh, but no, no. I'm going to another place. I worship God. Yeah. Maybe you are. But what is God's will? What is God saying? Or is it exactly what Demons are after. If they can divide us, then we would not be strong. We would not be able to stand firm as we are. And Satan will have his way, but he will let you do. Pharaoh also allowed you to go and worship. Remember that. Pharaoh let the Israelites go and worship. But don't go too far, he said. That's exactly what the enemies want. He doesn't want you to go too far. He doesn't want you to go all out for God. He doesn't want you to go into the promised land. It's okay. You can go. You, 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 can, you can worship. Okay. Uh, the next piece of armor. We're almost done. Verse 17. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is a word of God. Helmet of salvation. You've got to protect your mind because the enemy is speaking. And if your mind is, is, is uh, affected by the voice of the enemy, you can't hear God. And if you do not wear your helmet, you know, people who roll on a bike fall down, if they didn't have the helmet to protect them, then there's a concussion when they knock on the, on, on the road and, and uh, well, it knocks them out. It can kill them. So this is what the enemies want to do. They would, he will want to attack your mind, take you out, 
cause death to come so that you're not, you're not dead, but the plan and purpose of God is gone because you, fought, you listen to the voice of the enemy. But when we have the helmet of salvation, we know how to listen to the voice of God. It protects us. It saves us. It causes us not to fall into the snare of the devil, the schemes of the devil. And then with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You know, the sword of the Spirit is a remote Word of God. Because people who, who, who are used by Satan also use the Word of God. Remember, Satan come to Jesus and say the Word of God says, you know, you, you just jump down and he will have his angels to save you. And that's the confusing part. Because people talk so spiritual. And then we, we thought, oh, it's just too Christian. We don't realize one part is used by Satan. It's under the influence of demonic spirit to want to bring damage because they talk spiritual lingo. But Jesus discerned what the demons are doing. He said, Thou shalt not, the word of God said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. And you are to serve him only. So we need the sword of the spirit. We need the remote word of God. And don't be confused like people who just use the Word of God and talk spiritual. We need to have to read our Word of God and, and discern and know how to counter attack against what, what the enemy is saying. And then to having put on the full armor of God, finally, in verse 18 of Ephesians 6, he says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. And request for this uh, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So we know prayer is not the answer, but prayer is part of the answer. We need to pray, having put on the spiritual armor. I hope you will listen to this word again and understand every part of the armor. And then pray. We need to pray, particularly in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Because sometimes we really do not know how to pray. We do not know what the enemy is doing sometimes. We need the hope to pray in the Spirit. And let the Spirit of God begin to rise up from within us and, and, and reveal to us and speak to us and cause discernment to come. All kinds of prayer. So, brothers and sisters, I hope this word will open our eyes to the warfare that we are in. And we're going to go deeper the next week. Uh, uh, that we, we come back. But let's be, let, let's, uh, let our eyes be open to the schemes of the devil. And I hope this morning you see a lot of demonic working, even among Christians, than what we thought. So that we are alert. The Word of God says you are alert. When you pray, you are alert. You know. And not be deceived by the schemes of the evil one because we are ignorant. So let's rise up and come against what the enemy is doing so that we will win the war. We will be one in the spirit, in the family of God. We will continue to advance the kingdom of God. For the glory of his name, shall we pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the revelation, the truth that you are bringing to us. And we pray that everyone who listens to these words, our eyes will be open to the schemes of the evil one. 
that will know how to fight against him. And Lord, give us a teachable heart, give us a humble heart in ways that we have failed you. Father, I pray that repentance will come and then we will come back to you and, and be restored to your ways, O oh God. Not our ways, Lord, not what we think. And Father, we pray that when our spirit being sanctified, the day when you come, Lord Jesus, we will share in your glory. We will enter into your glory. We thank you, Lord. Bless everyone, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll continue next week.